Yes. Come in. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm late to transportation. Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work. Katie Lazarus, the talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now, here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus. Hello, welcome to Employee of the Month. I'm excited to bring you this interview with the one and only Betty Halbrush. She does not like being referred to as a legend, but she is. She is the personal shopper at Bergdorf Goodman. It's not that there aren't others, but no one is as good as Betty, and she's been doing it for long enough that she can tell you that herself. She's most recently the author of I'll Drink to That, which is about her life, and I highly recommend you get it because it really shows what it was like. I know she'll never refer to herself as a feminist, but hey, this woman went to work when she was told not to, and she's completely changed an industry of fashion. She's also just probably one of the funniest people I know. So in her next lifetime, I definitely want her to look into stand-up comedy. This interview is taped live at Joe's Pub. I feel like baloney between two pieces of white bread. <laughs> Betty, you're not allowed. You're... Handkerchief. Okay, on we oh, go. That is where you're from. You are the only person here who inspired a television series that Lena Dunham is doing for HBO. So I, if that's baloney, I think we'd all like to be that. In my 88th year. Can we give her a, a round of applause? Not only that, um, I wanted to go over the fact that, well, actually, before we start our serious interview, I'm going to show you slides here, and I just wanted to ask you one question. Is this dress... <laughs> Hold on, i got to take you to the other side. Is it blue and black or white and gold? I beg your... Who is it? No, it, some people thought who the dress it? was blue and I black. I like that's the answer. That's me, actually. It made the internet crazy. We didn't know if it was blue and black or white and gold. That's from 1947. That dress. <laughs> so that it shouldn't matter. We shouldn't have gotten so crazy about it. No, yeah. no, no. So it's black and white, yeah. Black and white. Black and white. Done, uh, done, done. Whatever. <laughs> um, so I wanted to, to start out and, and ask you, because you grew up in an era where your father did not want you to work, and your uh, mother told you never... Here's pictures of you. I just want to show. Oh, God help me. Look how beautiful and raving. May I add, my 62-year-old son, too late for him to come tonight. All right, we're getting into it. I like this very much. This is the tone that every, every guest should be at. I love it. He's very attractive. Uh, honeymoon, Claire Potter. Nobody in this room can remember. Claire, you remember who Claire Potter was. Go on. And this is you um, where? This one in the... On the Upper East Side? No, that one I got. The one in the middle where you look like a model. Uh, honeymoon. Honeymoon. Hawaii. It's gorgeous. 1947, Honolulu. You look absolutely After radiant. the war with the bombs. So... Betty, what? you have not aged a year. <laughs> I beg your pardon? You're beautiful. Yeah, You're still so beautiful. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, don't look at those. 
Um, so part of the reason you, you got your jobs was because of your own personal style, correct? No. No. I needed a job. You need... No, that's what, that's what you needed, but why were you hired when you hadn't had... You hadn't worked before. You were a very well-to-do wife. Um, why were you hired to work at Bergdorf Goodman's and they created a job because for you I once you were there? crashed into no-no land and I'd never really worked in my life. This is this is not funny. This is the sad part. We have we have a lot of people talking about yeah. real things, and I'd rather it be yeah. real than yeah. funny. This is this is the sad part of it. Was I had never worked. Uh, I was alone, desolate. Had come out of a mental institution, um, and had a good friend, a lovely, lovely woman who's now gone. Corinne. Corinne. And she said, come on, come to Bergdorf Goodman. I said, Bergdorf Goodman? I've got an account there, for God's sake. <laughs> no, she said, you can do something. I said, I don't add. I don't use a... T- I, I, I still don't add. I don't use a... What are those things? Computers? Um, I called my friend Edward on the cell phone tonight when I was left the apartment. He said, what are you calling on? I said, I have a cell phone, Edward. It's a secret thing that I never use. But I did use it tonight. But I went to work not knowing anything, can I tell you. Maybe taste, but... Nothing that had anything to do with adding up sales. I gave all my sales away. The head of the store came down. I'd been there about a year, and he said, you know, you're very nice, and you're very attractive, and you're very... La, 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 la. What are we going to do with you? I thought, oh, my God. And I said, give me a personal shopping office. That was 38 years ago. And it was the first one there. They created a job for you. I created the job for me. (laughs) (laughs) I have to tell you that in the end and in the beginning, nobody creates anything for you. Mm. You create Mm. for them. But they paid for it. I don't think this audience (laughs) would understand it. It's a very young audience tonight. But to be 87... Well, a few of you, I know. But (laughs) to be 87 and still working is, um, it's not remarkable. It's just I don't want to look out of the window every day, which happens to be dirty at the moment, and say, what am I going to do today? Run to the vodka bottle, which I really like a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It, 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 it's 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 a phenomenon. It's from the heart. I can't explain it to you. I, I I deal individually. I can't see you all. If I can eyeball you or could eyeball you, I could really explain it. Well, you're doing great so far in explaining. I wanted to ask. Um, so you deal with a lot of personalities. You've worked with many, many famous people. Um, mm. Candace Bergen, Joan Rivers. You've done all these movies and films. Woody Can Allen I tell films. the Joan Rivers story? Yes, please. Um, I still find it very difficult to speak about her. We had a very, very loving relationship. Um, she wasn't buying clothes for me in the last few years and whatever. Uh, but she always remained a friend. I used to 
stand at the stop where her apartment was on 62nd Street. And once in a while, she'd get out coming from QVC, and she'd say, what are you doing on the street like this? You shouldn't be working. I said, I shouldn't be working? What are you doing? <laughs> Wrapped in sable, I was in a raincoat. Um, one day... Her sister was very ill at the time. This is just really before, just a year or two ago. And I met her in the store, and I said, oh, my God, you look terrible. She said, so do you. I said, well, will you come down to the office, and we'll have a talk about how terrible we look. So she came down and explained to me that her sister was dying and whatever. Her sister was a bitch. She was not a nice lady. I can see how you and Joan were good friends. Yeah. I mean, she really was a tough bitch. So she said, what's wrong? I said, you know, I can't even go into you. It's such a long, involved story. And, you know, I I look out my window and I'd like the gun and I'd like to shoot. She said, don't shoot. Don't. Everything's going to be fine, Betty. She left. The next day, a chocolate gun arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Don't shoot. Eat it. I still have the chocolate gun. That's right. It's right in your office. I do. I do. Um, She was lovely. Are there there things you hold on to for nostalgic reasons? Um, Because you've you've had such a beautiful life and you are such a wonderful collector. A collector? I'm a collector of people. You have 12 closets. I'm a collector of people before closets. Okay. You have more than 12 people, but having 12 closets in New York is no small feat. Well, those closets keep getting redone and redone. I move the same crap. I did it last weekend. My friend Claire would tell you, I moved it from Friday evening to Saturday to Sunday. I moved it from one closet to the next closet, back to the next closet. It's all organized. It's the same stuff that goes from closet to closet. Pretty soon it's going to walk out on its own. (laughs) (laughs) So you have people come in and you help them. Come in. Come into your office on the third floor, which is hidden. They're very hard to find. But you that have is your, true. <laughs> you have your name up. Um, how do you deal with people who are using retail therapy in a way that might be unhealthy for them? Do you have hoarders? Do you have people who come in who are just shopping, but they have nowhere to go? No. Everyone no. who comes into Bergdorf Goodman is really just spending money because uh, they have to spend $2,000 A lot of people come to look at me. Okay. They really do. Because I can't believe I'm either still there, or I'm not there, or I'm as mean as they think I am, or I'm nice, or I have good taste. All in that order. In terms of good taste, it's one thing to have good taste for oneself, but then to be able to pick out stuff for other people. When did you realize that you were really good at, at figuring other people out what they should be wearing? When I was 10 years old. Mm. And what was it that prompted it? It's always been that way. It's a, I can't bring my mother back to testify for me, but she would tell you, since I'm a little girl. You always had exquisite taste. Yeah. yeah. It, it's something that I, it, I hope no one here is born with it because it can be the most excruciating experience in the whole world. When a woman comes in and says to me, I just want a little green dress with a little sleeve and a little this and that, and I said, oh, really? And who's going to make that for you? I mean, where are we going to find that? 
Or then I challenge myself. And it won't be green, and it won't be short, and it might be long, and it might be something that she's never thought about. But she'll get a dress. Mm. Not always. Uh, I'm brutally honest. Uh, I hope. I hope. Well, it's a gift. I mean, you're known for it. I know people who, I spoke with people who have um, been your clients and are devoted to you, and they say that you're honest in a way that helps them figure out who they should be, whether they're in political office or whether they're, you know, going on a date. Let me tell you something. And we're sitting here among all of these people. The word personal shopping is probably the it. worst expression I've ever known in my whole life. Well, what would you like to call yourself? I'm really a clothes therapist. <laughs> so let me ask you, as a, as a clothes therapist, and because, again, you're at the store, do you have to keep tabs on what you give people in case, like, let's say you dress one woman and then you have another client comes in and it turns never out... Never the same. The twain shall never meet. Okay, you already knew that I was going to go oh, to what do you do with second oh, wives and that's mistresses. that's really scary. I'd rather put it on backwards on one person, frontwards on another person, but never the same. <laughs> it's true. And do you... Do you do you, I know you once said you had three widows of the same man you were dressing. Oh, please, we're going to go through that, yes. Please. This is a little embarrassing. Uh, this gentleman, he's, thank God, deceased, so I can just say it. Uh, he's heavy and deceased. Uh, okay. I was very fond of him. I mean, I really was. I knew his first wife, his second wife, and his third wife. Now, it's very hard in a very small office. I have a window, but it's a very small office, that these wives don't intertwine at some time. Um, how I inherited three wives, I don't know. <laughs> and I still have them. And I threw one out. She bounced back. I threw the second one out. She bounced back. The third one, I really don't like. The first one, I do like. It's a very long story. I now have his daughter. From which so, wife? First. Okay. You don't want to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> Poor soul's dead. No, he was not well. When someone goes to return an item that they've worn, can you tell... I beg your pardon? If someone... Over, oh, my God. Death to them. But it happens. I'll tell you something. There's a young woman here tonight that did the most beautiful scrapbooks for me of all my clippings and whatever, which are rather extensive. Yes. I've never read any of them. Oh, because you don't read your own press. No. Well... I have read this. You haven't even read your own book? No, I wrote well, can it. I, can I endorse it? I wrote it, it <laughs> but I didn't read it. Can I endorse it? Because it's such a great book that I listen to it as audio and, and written. Well, but Jane Curtin does the audio. I know. It was beautiful to listen to her. I listened to it twice. Um, but I meant that I, I was so enthralled that I both listened to it and read it because it's just so um, perfectly unsentimental. And you speak candidly about um, your life. Too candidly. Going, Perhaps too candidly. I was going to ask, how did your um, kids respond? I don't want to discuss it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, let me ask you one question. Can I tell other people to read it? Oh, I'd love them to. Okay, good. I'll tell you why. 
and only, I'm not hawking a book. I don't have to hawk a book. I, really, I have a job at Bergdorf Goodman tomorrow morning at 8.30. You go right back to work. You could all come in and stare at me. Um, <laughs> only because my heart went into this. I, I really dedicated one year to it. I'm not a writer, but I like to write. And I have found out that it has gone and appealed to people I never dreamt of. And that's the heartwarming thing. It's a phenomenal book. I want to, um, I got you a couple gifts. I got you some, because you are very OCD about everything. I got you some cleaning things, wet wipes. <laughs> you have no idea. I did a little cleaning before I came tonight because this is a little late for me. And uh, a little orchid. I know that you have oh, so I many. It was such a treasure and pleasure to have you out tonight. So late, I know. But I'll drink to that. It's such a terrific book. You are such a phenomenal, funny, funny, and smart, beautiful, talented woman. Thank you so much for coming and sharing. Three, four. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Ian Mazoff for editing this. Thank you to Josh Rogerson. Thank you to Jelly D for being an incredible intern and allowing us to record these here. Thanks to all of you for listening. Go to employeeofthemonthshow.com to find out about future live tapings as well as ways you can donate and um, also how to check out more episodes. Talk to you soon.